welcome to Best Song Ever. It's me, Luke LeBen, alongside me through the magic of the internet, as always, is Kevin Connor. How's it going, Kev? It's going. You know, same old, same old. Well, I got some good news. Finally. We did it. <gasps> we did it! We did it. We did it. Radiohead is on TikTok. Oh. Did you, you probably read it in all the papers, saw it on all the news networks. Yeah. We finally... I, the, the email popped into my inbox from Stereo Gum and was like, yep. we did oh, it. Oh, did you really get the email about it? That's yeah. where I saw the headline and it made me laugh. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then immediately forgot about it. We can take down the change.org petition and the Kickstarter campaign. It's it's done. They're on there. And they shared one really creepy news broadcast video. Is, are they doing new music? Is that is this like uh, hopefully. a hopefully? I don't know. But uh <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just thought it was funny that it seemed like a thing that people were waiting for. Finally Radiohead is on TikTok. At this point it would be the most uh unpredictable thing for Radiohead to come out and say we're going to put out a new album and then to go ahead and put out a new album because every time they do something it's like what's Radiohead up to yeah maybe that's why they're just like we're out of ideas of weird surprise things we can do we gotta just we'll just join TikTok and put up a weird news broadcast now I I use TikTok in what I think is the best possible way in that I asked my girlfriend, Annie, are there any good TikToks? And she shows me the ones that she's liked for me. Yeah. Um, and oh, she's got like a whole section just for you. She just, she like, she'll, we'll go through her likes and she'll be like, this is good. This is not for you. This is like, I'll be like, what was that? She's like, it was a makeup thing. Just ignore it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But, uh, just ignore it. Yeah. She's covered something. That's yeah, not makeup, sure. buddy. Um, it's that thing. It's like, ladies, check this makeup. Then it's like, we're going to overthrow the patriarchy. Yes. And we'll never see it. Um, uh, I do find it funny that both of our significant others use TikTok and we don't. Although Kyle's been telling me to make a best song ever TikTok, so we might. Um, oh, maybe that's how I get on it. Yeah. And they do have those little like spinning record things at the bottom, which is perfect for our icon. Oh my God. Um, but. She did show me a good one yesterday, which, like, I don't know if Annie listens full volume, like, next to you, just, like, scrolling through, but it's, like, what they would use to torture me at Guantanamo, because it's just, like, clips of songs or, like, weird little audio clips, and it'll be, like, the same thing over and over again, and it'll be, like... I woke up this morning and then it's like Virgin Owl City, <laughs> and then suddenly I'm just like, God, I can't take it. Uh... I guess if this was prior to TikTok being a thing, but I bought Annie uh, AirPods for her birthday once. So she's uh, just like, she pods up. And I'm like, oh, pods she's, up. she's getting into her TikTok. And she's just like giggling. <laughs> yep. And then I'm like, is that a good one? And she's like, yeah. And then she has to pot out, yeah. take them out to, to oh, get the sound back. The struggles. But going oh, back to Radiohead. Yes. TikTok is full of the youths. Like, we're too old for TikTok. Is it? Is it though? Because everyone was talking about, oh, these young people are doing sea shanties on TikToks, and they were all like men in their forties, all the ones I saw. And I was like, are these people that young? I don't think they are. I feel like, I feel like to some degree, it's it's for the youth, the the Zoomers as they're known. Uh, 
do they care about Radiohead? Everyone cares about Radiohead. I don't no, think that's true. Because like Radiohead, there's got to be cool youths who care about Radiohead. I think like Radiohead to the youths would be like dad music. Not if they're cool youths. Like uh, Radiohead probably shouldn't have mattered to me as a youth, but they did. They mattered a whole damn lot. Are you a youth? Do you like Radiohead? Uh, fax us the information we're looking for. Yes. Best song ever pod at gmail.com. Let us know if you're a youth who likes Radiohead. Love to hear from you. Um, I think that there, TikTok became the youth reference, so then all the old people who want to still feel young flock to it. Um, yeah. And now it's just a bunch of people who are like trying to hold on to their youth singing sea shanties. Well, That's like my theory. I don't, I don't say that it's a youthful thing in a bad way. It's just like, it's, it's where they are. It's where it's vine. What vine was 10 years ago. Right. Right. And like, from what I've seen, the editing capabilities they give you is really cool. And as a video editor, like that's sick that that's in the hands of more people. Cause I've seen really well done and good, well-produced things on there. Yeah. Um, which if we uh, didn't seem like youths when the podcast started, we sound older than Radiohead right now. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get into the songs? Uh, this is, of course, best song ever. We're going to play you some fantastic new music. Kev, you're going to start us off here today, right? I'm going to start us off. I'm going to I'm gonna buck the trends, and I'm going to play... Uh, be the tease? I'm going to be the tease. I am going to play, I'm going to feature a band that, you know, the the old people, the status quo would put as my second song. But I'm going to say, you know what, no, these kids aren't in the middle anymore, they're up front, and I am speaking about middle kids. Oh, for a second I thought you were talking about Jimmy Eat World, because I heard the middle. You know, maybe I do have Jimmy Eat World, uh ready to go this episode i don't oh shit <laughs> I, I don't i super don't uh but you're familiar with the sydney-based three-piece middle kids right luke oh i love them and i just heard them on serious radio in kyle's car this weekend and i was like hey kevin's gonna play them on the podcast i know it's coming yeah well they just dropped their sophomore album today we're the greatest a few weeks ago and uh for a sophomore album this is no slump baby no way I'm going to be playing Stacking Chairs today, and I'm revealing this song early because the members of the band had a lot of cool things to say about it, and I want to contextualize it. Uh, cool. So, at its core, it's a love song dedicated to lead singer-songwriter Hannah Joy's marriage with bandmate Tim Fitz. Uh, but, quote, like all songs written by Joy, it celebrates both the beauty and the darkness. Sonically, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, Luke, it's like this kind of rising and building song. That leads to this like cool chorus with like a lot of texture and a really really catchy hook. Hmm. I don't know if I remember this one. I don't think this is one of the ones that I remember just by the title. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I've got a quote from from singer Hannah Joy. Quote, I never thought I was going to get married. I didn't think I'd be able to love someone forever. I was scared that I would feel trapped and suffocated, or alternatively, leave or be left with a pile of ash and rubble. Going on the journey of marriage with Tim has been profound. It's very liberating to have someone see you in your entirety and stay. 
Tim embodies that kind of stacking chairs love. He's not just about the party. He's around afterward when I'm tired and ugly and loves me in those moments. Oh, that's sweet. And that's that's a really nice quote, especially considering Joy was, quote, heavily pregnant uh, when they were recording this album, according to uh, her husband, Tim Fitz. They did 12 songs in 14 days to get this album Damn. recorded. Yeah, wow. so it was a whirlwind pace. So they just were, like, trying to crank it out before she had the baby. Apparently so, and I think they put together a fantastic effort. Yeah, that's crazy. I listened to it and did not realize that it came together so fast, and now I'm doubly impressed. Well, you're about to be triply impressed. Uh, Let's give a listen to the Middle Kids with Stacking Chairs. Stacking 
got to give that a lordy, lordy, Perry Cordy. Yes. Today we're the greatest. When I see the album title, I want to sing that Smashing Pumpkins song. Today is the greatest. Yes. But, um, wonder if that if that's related at all. Probably not. But this song was very sweet. I loved the chorus. When the wheels fall off, I'll be your spare. It's a very meaningful song, it seems, and knowing the backstory behind it, I think, even helps it be more meaningful, even though it does it all on its own. Yeah, uh, I thought there was a husband and wife responsible for this band. Uh, I was like, there sounds like there's some marriage afoot in this music. Um, But yeah, it's a, a sweet song, and I really like the sound on this new album. They rock pretty hard this is a little bit gentler but with a little little bit of that building like you said and uh nice beautiful song with a a nice sentiment behind it it's got to be interesting for tim because he's like this song's about me but i'm playing it this is blowing my freaking mind man uh i wonder how their third abandonment feels because he's just like and i play bass no, he's probably like, I also love Tim, so he probably helped write the song. <laughs> Band love. Well, that was Middle Kids with Stacking Chairs off of Today, We're the Greatest, out now on Lucky Number. All right, well, first up, I got one of my favorite new tracks. Kyle and I were doing some yard work this weekend, and I made a playlist of like a handful of my favorite songs recently. And then it just kept playing like Spotify radio. And it was like all my other favorite songs from my favorite. And I was like, wow, they really, their algorithms really got me figured out, I guess. Sometimes um, that algorithm really, really hits good. Yeah. Um, just like in Space Jam New Legacy <laughs> coming soon. What is Don Cheadle's character's name in that? It's LG Rhythm. But... Okay, did you see the trailer? Sorry, sidebar. Yeah, no, main bar. We're talking about this. I did see the trailer. Okay, did you find it weird that he flies past the Game of Thrones world when he gets sucked into the internet or whatever? It doesn't seem like they're in space at all. It was just the Game of Thrones world and then Looney Tunes world. (laughs) I didn't see any other references in there. Well, like, they had, like, the Mystery Machine and the Iron Giant. I saw something wild on Twitter where someone oh. pointed out that... Does I this forget- have to do with Ready Player One? No, oh. but they have the guy that played the Penguin in the old Adam West Batman. Like, purple top hat, like, tuxedo. Hmm. Next to him was Jim Carrey's The Mask. And next to him was Danny DeVito's Penguin. Whoa. And I don't really care for the multiverse implications this brings. I think, I mean, but also that TV shows have planets that actually exist. I think, I mean, I guess that's implied with the Looney Tunes. So, yeah, I think they're purposely like, this is multiverse madness. Uh, This is LeBron James in the multiverse of madness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But... Yeah, that's weird. Also, I thought clearly they threw the Iron Giant in because they were like, well, we had this leftover CGI Iron Giant for from uh, Ready Player One. So it did look really familiar. Throw it in. Yeah, I don't know if you have leftover CGI. I don't think that. I'm not sure if that works. But Yeah, uh, yeah, you can do that. You yeah. can like pick it up wholesale and like, put it in. Right. 
But also what's weird is that LeBron James is animated when he goes to Looney Tunes World this time. And then yeah. they come to like the real world and they're like CGI. So what the fuck was happening with Michael Jordan? Why was he real in the, the animated world? Inconsistencies of the, the uh, Jam Cinematic Universe really bother me. The jam I don't universe. care for it. I'm I'm a person who likes some some canonical answers, and I'm not getting them. Get it together, Space Jam Two. Come on, uh, LeBron. This is why your kid doesn't want to play basketball, right? Or live with you, uh, Luke. You're not going to know this because this is a sports thing. But did you know that LeBron James Jr. is a basketball player? What? Yeah, no. and he uh, didn't want to use the number twenty-three. Fuck, I don't know what LeBron's number is. Oh, he didn't want to use the number 23 because of the Jim Carrey movie, and he's like, we already have Jim Carrey mask here. It would be too yeah, it's much Yeah, uh, No, he didn't want to use the number 23 because he wanted to kind of be his own basketball player. Uh, this person named LeBron James Jr. Right, right. <laughs> very very <laughs> That's fun. That's fair. Yeah. I, um, I think that the biggest disappointment of Space Jam 2 is going to be that there's not going to be, like in the first one, where they're all walking down a hallway and two of the tall guys hit their head and fall back. That was my favorite part in the first one. I think the main disappointment of Space Jam 2 is going to be that it has no nostalgia to carry it, and it's going to be very, very bad. It's almost it's like it's just a studio cash grab or a kid's film, and we shouldn't take that deep into it. <laughs> you know what? Hell, yeah. If the kids love it, if the youths are into it, we're just sounding like old men today. So <laughs> yep, go watch Space Jam 2. We're grumpy old men today. So let's hear, let's hear a song from someone who's not a grumpy old man. Uh, this is comes from the band Japanese Breakfast. Uh <gasps> And it's the musical project of Michelle's honor. And uh, this came up on that playlist that I was talking about. And I um, love this song so much. It's been on repeat a lot for me. I had first heard her when uh, her debut album Psychopomp came out, where uh, she wrote that when her mother was undergoing cancer treatment. And then in 2017, she released Soft Sounds from Another Planet, which was an amazing album incredible and yeah and she further developed her sound and channeled that grief of losing her mother into those songs and now on her third album jubilee uh which is coming out in june she said this about it after spending the last five years writing about grief i wanted our follow-up to be about joy for me a third record should feel bombastic and so i wanted to pull out all the stops for this one i wrote be sweet with Jack Tatum from Wild Nothing a few years ago. I've been holding on to it for so long, and I'm so excited to finally put it out there. That's awesome. Love Wild Nothing. And uh, there is a bombastic joy to this song that you can hear. It's really great. And she uh, performed it on The Tonight Show in a great, fun performance. Uh, Did you see that? No, I missed that. I've heard the song. It's super cool. They did it from a bar uh, somewhere, and she... Did a like cool performance where she like, come down the stairs and dance all around. I was uh, proud of myself because I eyed Felicia Douglas doing keyboards. Uh, she does plays with Dirty Projectors and has a bunch of other projects. Does her solo uh, work too, and she's awesome. And she was uh, playing keyboards and doing 
some backup vocals. Uh, she also did a performance of Jimmy Fallon Big on Jimmy Fallon, which crazy meta. Did Jimmy moment. Fallon get bigger? Yes, he became Giganto Jimmy, and uh, he he actually did a whole segment talking about it, which was interesting. Uh, but that was fun, where the reference became the host of the performance. Um, but also, I wanted to tell you specifically about the video for this, if you haven't seen it, because... No, I'm missing out. Uh, I know you're a big X-Files head, and uh, it had a very like campy X-Files influence, like alien theme to it, Ooh. where it's... And uh, her name in it is Shelly Breakfast. <laughs> Your character's name, and it's super fun. Uh, so you should watch that while we listen to the song. Yeah, I will do. This song was synthier than I expected when I first heard it. Uh, even though she had some of that on her past album, but mainly was like guitar driven, and uh, it's just so fun and funky and bouncy, and still has that sort of cosmic, floaty, soft sounds from another planet vibe, but uh, with a new feel to it. Yeah, this did feel like an evolution into something new, and I'm excited to hear what that is. For sure. So, let's pluck a fruit from the vine and take a little juicy bite. Here's Japanese breakfast with Be Sweet.
diggity dog. Yeah. That song rules. That video is incredible. I was like, oh my god, how do they make this look so much like the X-Files? And in watching it, I've realized that you only need three things. Okay. Uh, bad, two coats. Yes. Empty, two lane roads at yes, night. Yes, yes. And forest. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're running through the forest, and right. it's kind of, like, dim and, like, weirdly lit. And I'm like, this is, this is literally every first, like segment of the x-files where like there's some teenager running through the woods like come on come on and then like a bright light flashes and it goes yeah it's like aliens i actually don't i've like never watched the x-files but i need to the x-files is so i listen i'm not gonna talk about the x-files for much longer because i could go on forever it's so good but it's also so shitty but in the best way and i just everyone go watch the x-files i i shall but yeah, that video is super fun. She's got a great sense of humor and just uh, a fun and lightness to the the song that you definitely can feel. Also, in the years leading up to this album, she took theory lessons and studied piano in earnest for the first time. And she said, I never wanted to rest on any laurels. I wanted to push it as far as I could go, inviting more people in and pushing myself as a composer, a producer, and arranger. So... You can definitely hear that she's pushing it to the next level, as she's done for every album. The instrumentation on this track is really cool. Like, the bass line is just, like, this groovy thing that kind of peeks out once in a while. Yeah. And everything else just super solid. Yes, I uh, meant to mention that all my songs today have some interesting electronics and sweet, sweet synths and samples. Say that five times fast, or just don't. Um just say it once at normal speed. Well, I'm going to say it once, and then you put it into the podcast five times. Okay. What was it? Sweet, sweet synths and samples. Sweet, sweet synths and samples. See, that's tough. That's tough. Maybe I'm just going to put it in once, and everyone's going to know you're a liar. If they didn't know by now, now they certainly will. Yeah. I don't even listen to music. <laughs> You're not even old. You're an undercover youth. Ah, gotcha, suckers. <laughs> I'm interested to see if the rest of the album has like a lot of like synthy uh, stuff like this, or if that's just because she did it with Wild Nothing, or if that is sort of the new direction. If this is the sound for the whole album, I am calling it right now. Sound of the summer. Hell yeah, for sure. So we'll return to this in three months and see if I was right. Yep. We'll check back in. We'll do breakfast check-ins uh, to see how, how we're feeling. So that was Japanese breakfast with B sweet from the album Jubilee out June 4th on dead oceans. All right, Luke, I gotta make a phone call really quick. I, I, I just got to do it. Okay. I just told, hold, hold on for a second. Rude, but okay. Hello. Hello, dad. Hello, one third of my dad's offshelf.net. Uh oh. Uh, can you do my homework for me? It's what? 9 p.m. and it's due tomorrow, and I forgot. I'm sorry. Huh? I need I need markers. I need poster board. Oh, I need uh, an interview with uh, Canadian band Kiwi Junior. Uh oh. And uh, okay, okay. Thanks, Dad. Goodbye. Okay, I love oh, you. Oh, Daddy's got your back. Ooh, thank God. 
Thank God for our one third dad offshelf.net. Yes. Um, first, finish this podcast. But right after that, first thing you do, immediately get your butt to offshelf.net and read Dave Obenauer's great interview with Kiwi Jr. They talked about a bunch of great things about the album they put out this year. Uh, the challenges of producing a sophomore album after a really well-received debut, uh, adding new instrumentation while trying to stay true to the sound that you found, and the challenge of recording an album in these strange Rona times. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a little sneak peek, just a, a tiny glance with this quote. And this is going to be a hint at what I'm playing. Quote, We had the song Cool Returns first, and I just thought it was a cool title. Two words together sounded interesting and unique enough to us that we picked it for the album somebody recently thought it was a dragon ball z thing which none of us know anything about so i can confirm that it isn't there were a few other titles we considered but none of them stuck around long i really like the name cooler returns which is the the album name and the name of the track i'm playing today because it makes me think of do you remember mitch Hurwitz's character from community coogler yes coogler cooler returns is is like returns that are colder than you expected but boy do i keep hearing this album and thinking it's like cooler returns cooler returns like a like a cool comeback i was thinking of it as like you've got a cooler full of empties that you got to take to the recycling i i'm just like i'm into this cooler the cooler cinematic universe yeah we're in movie number two I love this album. We'll talk more after you play the song, but I uh, was on an email where a person mentioned that Dave Obenauer was interviewing them, and I was like, oh, I should check out this album. And uh, it's it resurged for me a few times where I heard a song from it after the first time I listened. I was like, oh, this is so good. And now I've been listening to it nonstop. It's in my top ten uh, it's yeah. so it's so damn good. I love it so much. I'm super excited for you to play it. All right. Well, I'm not gonna keep you waiting. Let's let's do it, Luke. Let's listen to Cooler Returns from Kiwi Junior.
Gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy Kiwi Junior. <laughs> I love it so much. That song I feel like is is sort of interesting. It's one of the there's like different feels to a lot of these different songs. That one's definitely got the punkier riff going on there, which I enjoy. Uh, and some are a bit more of that like bright jangle pop uh, sort of like twangy uh, arpeggiated sort of string sound but i love just all the different sunny punky rock sounds they got going on throughout this album even throughout this song it goes to a ton of different yeah places. this song like because yeah like in the chorus it sort of like changes and then they go back to that punk riff it's it sort of shows the different sides i feel like throughout the album that you'll hear yeah um uh, my favorite song is omaha uh where with don't blow your plain clothes cover uh and i love i feel like there's multiple lyrics about like undercover cops uh so many fun lyrics like you hear talking about graduate degrees um all these interesting fun like references and lyrics and just like cool stories and scenes that they set in these lyrics and uh kyle and i were listening to pavement and then i started playing this after she's like oh is this pavement i was like oh they do kind of sound like pavement they got that like classic sort of 90s Django yeah. rock sound but it's surprising how not boring it gets and like you're saying like how they take that like great sound into so many interesting places uh throughout the album and just like every song is great and does something new with just sort of just like classic Django rock uh vibe and we were definitely rocking out every time we hear undecided voters. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pump your fist. To One of my favorite voters. tracks. Well, so good. And this song we played is is the longest track on the album by quite a bit. I mean, yeah, most it's of got the songs, that like solo interlude there. Yeah, most of the songs are are under three minutes. Uh, they've got thirteen songs at thirty six minutes, so they really just like get to the point and hit it and then move on to the next track. Yeah. You'd think it would be like the thing I'm t- I talked about before where every song's so catchy that you can't tell the difference, but they're all just like catchy and cool in different ways every time. And so they all sort of stand out and you're like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. It's, it's certainly an album that is in the album of the year discussion. Oh yeah. It's a contender. So that was Kiwi Jr. with the title track, Cooler Returns, out now from Sub Pop and Kiwi Club. By the way, I just realized uh, that I had played them a couple years ago on the podcast. I played Salary Man from their first album. Which is another great album. Oh, so great. All right, well, my next song comes from a fantastic band from North London. Sorry. (laughs) Gilly. Um, But you familiar with this band? Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I, I really did the Gilly like, impression throw Gilly stuff from London <laughs> sorry uh, no can, I'm not tell me more um, oh they uh, released their amazing album uh, 925 their debut last year and it was one of the most interesting and innovative albums of the year just every song on that was different styles different feel it was super cool uh And I was uh, super excited to hear that they had new songs out. And this one has that I'm going to play has been stuck in my head constantly. I didn't realize that 
they were a part of an EP, and then the, this fortuitousness uh, came about because on the day that we're recording, uh, they released the Twixt Us Twain EP, which, what a name. I, I was in it. so hoping you'd have to say that. I was. I always go and look at the, the artist profile on Spotify, and I saw that, and I smiled and said, yeah. Luke's going to say this in a few <laughs> seconds. Well, I thought it was Twixt Tust Wayne at first. I wasn't sure because it's all one word. But no, it's Twixt Us Twain, Twixt which is sort Twain. of like, like Betwixt Us is one Mark Twain. <laughs> like, together, they make a Twain. Um, if I have half a Twain and you have half a Twain, Twixt Us Twain. Yeah, Twixt Us Twain. Um, and it, maybe it's like a Twix thing where you, like, you each have one bar of the Twix and then you come together to make a Twixtus Twain. Alright, well uh, I want right Twix, because I don't fuck around with left Twix. But also, it's like, you know, when you're cleft in Twain, you're like cut in half. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's like... A state I find myself in all the time. Yeah. Cleft in Twain. Yes. And, um... Hi, my name is Cleft in Twain. Uh, I'm <laughs> the son of Mark. Uh, and I... So maybe it's like betwixt them they're twain so like they make one half i'm filling all this all this meaning in just thinking about the dynamic duo uh asha lorenz and lewis o'brien who are the core of the band and so i don't know if any of this is what they intended but no one intended uh, this but it's a pretty brilliant title either way (laughs) um and they uh also are joined by drummer lincoln barrett multi-instrumentalist Campbell Baum, and uh, they recently added Marco Pini on electronics, and he does a great job on these new tunes, uh, and we're going to hear that on this song, Cigarette Packet, and this song is a great driving, dynamic track with some unique synths, as I mentioned before, and uh, vocal effects and some metallic percussion, almost sounds like a high-pitched cowbell, uh, going on and like I said it's been stuck in my head constantly and it has s- the same sort of ominous apocalyptic feel but also a great dancey groove as they delivered often on their debut album so smoke them if you got them let's take a little puffy puff drag drag uh, while we listen to sorry with cigarette packet Cigarette packet. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, my dear, oh dear, oh 
cigarette packet. I can definitely see the added electronic uh, aspects to this. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more to that as well as, like, texture in the recording. Uh, the guy going three and two and then not going and to one. one for like oh, quite a, not hit one? For, like, a while, he only says three and two and three. Infuriating. You want to hear that one? I, I, got, I need that one. I need that perfect countdown. You love a good countdown. I always known that about you. It's it's one of the things we based our friendship on. Yeah, I've seen you on Final Cut just watching the stock countdown in in the dark in the yeah. Madonna editing suites. <laughs> I go, I go uh, I go to movies where they have like that three two one like film thing, and I yeah. see that beforehand, and then I leave. Thought I don't need like, story. I just want that I countdown. Already finished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> You're sexually attracted to countdowns. No, we have gone it. too far. I will <laughs> deny this to the day I die. Um, I had in my notes that I was gonna say I haven't smoked a cigarette in three months, and I wrote these notes last night, and then I remember that this weekend I bummed one, so I broke my streak. Uh, but I haven't uh, before that. And, uh, but honestly, that's pretty good for me. I mean, Kyle was driving, we were hanging out at our friend's backyard and she said I could get drunk. So I drank some beers and I had a cigarette. It kill me. Um, the cigarette sure will. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, it's pretty good for me. Cause I feel like I've had those nights where it's like a bum, a couple, and then I'm like, get a pack and then it just, the pack's gone by the next day. And so uh, back on the wagon, like she says. And uh, she says, like, the world ends by the end of the cigarette packet. There's some of that apocalyptic uh, imagery going on in there. Her sort of, like, robotic repetition of that uh, with the just driving beat yes. just gets stuck in my head. It's just so catchy. And with, like, the high-pitched voice, too. I don't know. It's just, like, forever on a loop in my brain. It feels very back and forth, like you're bouncing between your feet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're, like, jittery wanting yeah, a cigarette. very much so. <laughs> uh, so that was Sorry with Cigarette Packet from the Twixt Us Twain EP. I never get sick of saying that. It's so fun. Just do it right now, Kevin. Just have one for fun. Just one. Let me bum a Twixtus Twain. Yeah, just take Twixtus Twain. Twixtus Twain. Twixtus Twain. Twixtus oh, Twain. So great. Twixtus Twain. It truly was a Twixtus Twain. That is out now on Domino. Now, Luke, we've been helped out by... I've been helped out by one of our daddies today. Yes. But what if... May I challenge you? What if three daddies isn't enough? I feel challenged. This is an idea I've never considered. I want a new dad. Are you familiar with this group? Uh, I feel like I've heard the name, but haven't listened to them. I am curious if New Dad and Dad Sports, uh, the other band with Dad in the title, uh, have played together. Because that'd be a great dad tour. Dad Sports feels distinctly old dad. Yeah, this is new dad. This is new dad. This, This ain't your dad's dad. Is New Dad on TikTok? And follow-up question, does New Dad like radio head? <laughs> I don't know the answer to either of those questions. <laughs> That's what I wonder. 
I mean, I can I can email them, Luke, but I don't think they'll respond before the end of the episode. I think New Dad's totally into TikTok. Okay, we'll assume so. New Dad, if you're not into TikTok, let us know. They've been putting out singles since last year, and they just released their first EP, Waves. Uh, their new EP has a melodramatic yet upbeat kind of rock feel that I've really been enjoying. It's only 23 minutes long, so it's one of those things you can kind of play pretty much twice in the uh, runtime of a standard length album. And it's got a really mid-2000s-y alt-rock mood that I I can't seem to nail down why, but I know that I really, really like it every time I hear it. Mm, uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, there's like it's really feedback-y guitars, but mellow vocals, and it's just like this very contrasted instrumentation that has worked for everything I've heard from them so far. Rather than talk it up, let's just get to it. This is Slowly from New Dad. Still do, and I don't wanna 
I dug that song. It was a good follow-up to Sorry because it also had a sort of ominous alt-rock, like, 2000s feel, like you were saying. Uh, I dug it. But with some cool drums, I I enjoyed the... That was going on. The fills are... uh, Yeah. Plentiful. Yeah. It was super cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the the whole EP is really interesting, and they hit a lot of different musical notes with it. I'm very interested to see more to come out of New Dad. Yeah, the uh, lyrics they were like something about like then you act like you don't know me, and I was like, that's not nice. This sounds like a not nice person they're singing about here. Yeah, like, you be nice to New Dad, okay? I'm I'll get my new dad to fight your new dad. If yeah. you're not nice to my new dad. Um, I don't know that I, we uh, have any dad positions to fill right now. Uh, we're kind of, we got three already. That's a lot. So um, I think I'm just going to and listen to their music and enjoy it, but I'm not going to bring him on as a full-time dad right now. But good stuff. I, I, I understand. I yeah. can't say that I'm not disappointed, but... Uh, you know, I think as far as uh, being a band go, that's all New Dad can ask. Yeah. That was New Dad with Slowly from Waves, out now from Fair Youth Records. And New Dad's all one word, like Twixtus Twain. Twixtus Twain. Just wanted to say it again. We are repping Ireland today because I have another amazing artist uh, from that great country my next artist is from Dublin, and uh, I'm super excited to play this last song for you because this album came out last Friday, and I have not been able to stop listening to it since. This is from producer and songwriter David Balfi with the project For Those I Love. I'm not familiar. I, yes, and I actually didn't send this to our thread and didn't bring it up because I was knew I was going to play it, so I wanted to surprise you. Um, I am surprised. And that's the name of the album, too, for those I love. And I had heard one song before, and I was like, oh, this is cool. He sort of like uh, used samples and electronics, and uh, it was sort of a spoken word thing. And I was like, oh, I like this. Uh, but I listened to the album and was blown away. I was surprised how much I loved it. And it's kind of like spoken word poetry, but also just feels kind of like confessional conversational uh sometimes but put over just incredible electronic compositions uh david reminisces on his life his childhood and teenage years and at the center of it all he grieves the loss of his best friend and bandmate paul coran who passed away in 2018 and david made 76 songs he's as he says on the song uh five songs a day for two summers and he eventually uh condensed them into this nine track masterpiece for those i love and uh guardian summed it up really well they called it an exorcism of grief on the dance floor and uh that was i i feel like that's a perfect uh explanation of what this album feels like and this shot right up to the top of my best albums of the year uh playlist 
and it is currently in the number one spot. My favorite album of the year. Number uh, one. Number one, baby. Wow. And I've been listening to it constantly. And uh, like I said, I'm surprised how much I love it just because I don't know that this is the style that I would think I would always gravitate to with like the spoken word, but it's just done so brilliantly. And what I love about good electronic music is like the world building of like placing and manipulating all these different elements and sounds and samples to really transport the listener. And David does that expertly here. He really pulls you into his world to see what he's seeing and feel what he's feeling and paints these vivid word pictures so that you can almost see these scenes play out from his life. And we're about to listen to the song, the shape of you and while you would think this album sounds too heavy, uh, it's really catchy and dancey throughout, even when it the lyrics are super heavy and powerful. But uh, there are some ominous, darker sounding tracks. Uh, but the the two songs that precede this song are a couple of the darker ones. But the sort of like darkest point in the album kind of comes right before this one. And so this is a bit of a light spot, even though uh, there's a lot of pain in the lyrics, as you'll hear. But there's also kind of some acceptance and resolve. And uh, you'll hear audio clips. Many of them uh, play throughout the album. And a lot of them are actual recordings of David and Paul. And the video for I Have a Love, you actually see video clips and like pictures of him like all the videos were super well done and just overall the experience of this album is just incredible. But this song is, I think the perfect example of David's incredible storytelling and immersive song craft. So let's take a listen to, for those I love with the shape of you. Jesus man, please, please be careful with yourself. Will you? Don't want you to get yourself into trouble. No man. Get yourself home safe there. Okay. Yeah, anyway, we'll get see you soon. And take care of yourself. I'm getting an This is the first song I've made in months. In a box bedroom beside a debt in a book. I just told me ma the treatment's not working and she understands. I see the tears in her eyes and the care in her hands. Sometimes that's all you need to find the strength to breathe. I have a family I love and they love me. I still see you smile as you float in the sky, miles high as you rise. Still clear in my eyes, still as bright as every night we dance till five. I still see the light in every one of the boys, my guides out of the dark at night, so I will try. Doing five tracks a day for two summers, I deserve to make it through these traumas. These songs are here to pay honour to those left that flock together like birds over Tolkien. And my way is to make stay and feel those flames born to shame as the boys blaze jays for days at my mass place and I finally feel okay. Sleep, too weak to speak, and no heat in the white sheets. 
No money, no passport, and totally alone. Dead battery in me phone. Just the groans of post surgery fear. Nobody here will speak to me. All I find out is I'm in Belgium and had an accident the night before. No less and no more. Just the growing terror of 18 year old fear roars. Till your dumb head rocks in the door with a bottle of coke in your hand and another one of the boys by your side. Smiles for miles as I see safety in sight. And you bounce me into a wheelchair and run me out into the freedom of night. No meds to heal the head. No bread to stay fed. Just crutches and a cast up my leg. Take me home across trains and planes until we meet Dublin Rain. And with Dad losing his fucking mind, and my ma crying. And you secretly in delight at the sight of all the madness. You said stories to tell never breed sadness. They treat it. And if you can grasp it, own it, deal with it, you can heal with it. So I'll heal with it. That'd be brilliant.
I wasn't sure what you were getting me into with a spoken word album. And I I had ideas, and it certainly wasn't this. Yeah. Uh, that this seems to be perhaps the most personal way to put thoughts to music. Absolutely. Because like I the, the instrumentation, the electronic music of this was amazing. But then just the spoken aspects of it obviously lend themselves a little more towards clarity than lyrical performances do it's sort of just raw no cryptic hiding behind any sort of interpretation it's just straight up like this is my story these are my feelings yeah Yeah. and it's really cool i want to listen to the whole thing top to bottom absolutely that's that's definitely the next thing i need to do because i I think without context it kind of is jarring and i know you said the tracks before this were a down point. So I want to hear that rise to the, to the high. Uh, But that's really cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And there are some down points after it, it varies throughout. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you obviously don't just like do a straight line. You you gotta have some interesting things in it, but I really liked that. I got to listen to more. Yeah. And the videos are super cool. Like I said, the one for eye of a love, which he, he repeats that eye of a love and it never fades. Like, throughout the album that's sort of the through line and it sort of has a different feeling different meaning the different times he says it he says i have a love and it'll never fade and neither will you paul and um i love the story he tells here of like being in the hospital when he had the accident and like just feeling so scared yeah it's no idea what happened. comes through the door it's just it's so crazy and just like uh watching the video and seeing these pictures and videos and of where they lived and grew up and where these stories happened. And uh, you really like, I'm like, Oh, that's exactly what I was sort of picturing with like Dublin. And just they they be- he beautifully like captures the whole scenes, like the whole surroundings uh, just in the feel of the songs too. And the sort of rave scene he talks about, like going to raves and stuff and the sort of punk scene and uh, just really beautifully, uh, captures brings you into his world and just the more i listen the more i uncover in the lyrics and hear something new and picture things and contextualize it in a new way and just the music is so fantastic and wonderfully built and i just love it so much my favorite album of the year currently something really good has to come along to uh top it it's an incredible album so that was for those I love with The Shape of You from the album. For those I love, that is out now on September Recordings Limited. So you probably heard that great sample in the beginning of that song. And I uh, want to start a new segment called The Sample Sleuth. This is just where I uh, discover what the song was that was sampled in the song, which I always love doing because I love hearing the different contexts. And so what he used there was uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, uh, the tracks of my tears. And I'm just going to play it uh, through my phone so we don't get in trouble. But it's interesting to hear it in the different context. You see my smile. 
It's interesting because uh, it's like a 50s, you know, Motown song and uh, he sort of isolates the vocals to have it sound more haunting. So. Yeah, I sampling is incredible and I love it so much and appreciate it and have no idea how anyone can even come to these ends. Like, yeah, every time it's done, I'm like, what? I know it's crazy, and I love when they you can do what he did, which just completely transform it to where it like sounds completely different from the original. So, I sniffed it out. I gotcha. I found you, Smokey. This has been the sample sleuth. We got one thing left to do, and that's talk about the new music we're excited about coming out this week in Shouts. First things first, best song ever, top twenty. Uh, multi-appearance haver, Taylor Swift. T-Swizzy. Coming out with a fresh take on her classic album, Fearless. Uh, She's been doing all these re-records since her masters are, uh, you know, held by shitty people. Mm, I did not know this. This has prompted me to listen to a lot more old-school Taylor Swift, which I was not as familiar with back in the day. I was... Pretending to yeah. be much too cool to listen to pop country. And now I just, I love it. Uh, I'm very excited to give a listen to this. Apparently it's like a 27 track release. Like it's Whoa. bonuses and stuff. I, I, uh, I'm i going to, like TikToks, defer to my girlfriend to give me the lowdown on this and give me all the good tracks. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, as well as Brock Hampton with Roadrunner. Yes. New light, new machine. Love Brockamp and love Kevin Abstract. Insane amount rest. of music coming from Brockhampton. Yeah. Just, they don't and stop. That, that song with Danny Brown was pretty awesome. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and finally for me, Nick Waterhouse with Promenade Blue. He's kind of a... Yeah, he's like a crooner. A retro old school sound. Uh, I enjoyed his first album, so I'm excited to see what he puts out with this. Yeah, uh, he's got a cool style. Uh, I've got a couple first off shouts to Briston Maroney with Sunflower. Uh, my friend Sammy always loves to remind me that he dates uh, Samia, uh, one of the best artists out there. And everything I've heard from him is pretty cool. Um, Exciting. Yeah, so give that a check. Also, uh, Spirit of the Beehive. Interesting. We got flowers. We got bees. Uh, they're they're an interesting band I've heard before. Their album Entertainment Death, Entertainment Comma Death. So oh. like the first half of it sounds like a good time. The second half, not so much. But check it out. Hopefully, the, not uh, a sign of things to come. Yeah, the album cover looks really spooky, but kind of cool. Um. It's like a scary face with some people walking out of the mouth like some weird carnival thing. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. I just want to remind you, Kevin, we still only have three daddies. Um, and you better get used to it. I love We're... our three daddies. And I don't need yes. any new daddies. And thank you yes. to all of our daddies. Yes. Uh, We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetandpodcast.com or check out the YouTube channel. Always good stuff going on there. 
And then, of course, we talked about it, offshelf.net. Check out that digital zine uh, that most recently came out. Go read Luke's amazing interview with TV Priest. It's a good one. Thank you so much. I uh, really am proud of that one and really loved that conversation. And also, we reveal the answer to the scavenger hunt from last week. It was Kiwi Jr. It was Kiwi Jr. And yeah, so just another reminder to check out that interview and listen to that album because it's amazing. Um, Also, I'm going to do one personal plug here. Um, I make music under the name Indie Darling, and I am now on Spotify and Apple Music and other places. What? Yep. I got a song up, and I'll be putting up some more uh, very soon, so go check that out. Also on uh, Bandcamp and Twitter and the like, Indie Darling, D-E-T for Detroit. I'm looking at your face on Spotify. I'm clicking follow. Oh, did it update? It's did you. my picture update? It's you there. Yes. Looking looking dead into camera, and then your your yeah, server your, your banner is you looking whimsically in the distance. Whimsically in the distance. You know how I do. Uh, uh yeah. I'll self-promote. Go follow me on Twitter at MintyFreshKevin. It's significantly it. less interesting than Luke's music, but uh <laughs> I just shit post. It's good on stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly me uh, talking about things I like and stupid things that I dislike. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is best song ever. Tick tock. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.